So welcome to another episode of the Swamp Inside Florida Athletics. I'm your co-host, Anthony Beckham, on my other co-host. Jerry Brown. And we're shorthanded because Marcus's phone, he just messaged me and said, oh, shoot, my phone died. Oh, my gosh. Marcus's phone, your laptop. Hey, man, I'm on time today, man. Come on, give me, give me a break. I'm on time. For the first time in God knows how long because <laughs> – as much as you, as much as you talk about me and my LA experiences, whatever I post about it, you the one that's Mister Hollywood on here. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I just be chilling, man. <laughs> chilling yeah. too long. Yeah, he he yeah, forgot he forgot about who we who we are. Like we 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 can't we can't get in at this point. We we don't know, but we got a special guest joining us tonight. Co-host of Stadium and Gale. Writer from Gators on Gators Online on On Three Network, baseball enthusiast, known as Negative Nick. Also, um, we got Nick Delatory joining us tonight. How you doing tonight, man? Good, bro. We had um, Spencer Hall, EDSPS on on Stadium and Gale. He popped off and made me look like positive, the positive one on the podcast. <laughs> really, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we like threw him a lob, and like his first answer to sum it up was basically like, "There is no hope. There is only darkness and despair." Or <laughs> the football is depression. And I was like, "Okay, Spencer, thank you for joining the show." Uh, Ten o'clock in the morning on a Monday. Start start your week right. Yeah, that was that was insane. I was like, "Wow, I did not think anybody would be more negative than Nick on this show." Wow. You, you know Nick damn near got his picks right for the season. That was funny. Oh, that was dope. That was cool. And then the oh. grandma happened, and it pretty much ruined his picks for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think – I honestly think if Graham doesn't get hurt – I mean, if Trevor Etienne runs out of bounds, I probably get the Missouri pick right. Um, And if Graham plays against Florida State and Florida State doesn't have Jordan Travis, I might go 12-0. But the wild thing about that was, uh, I think our bosses made us do it in June, and I was like, "Ah, this is." And I'm actually after this, I'm gonna do uh, predicting the season early prediction of the season, game by game. I'm writing that for tomorrow, but Dang. we had to do that in June, and I was like, "Man, this is so stupid. It's so far out." Uh, shoot! So I just like went through it game by game in my head, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna make these picks." Luckily for me. Uh, Arkansas played so dumb all the way up until Florida, asking their six foot four, 240 pound dual threat quarterback just to hang out and be Peyton Manning. Then they fired their offensive coordinator and they're like, hey, what if you ran 15 times against Florida? Uh, which is why I picked Arkansas to beat Florida. And mm-hmm. I was feeling, feeling foolish because that's not what they were doing. And then unlucky for florida they figured it out <laughs> fired their offensive coordinator and and found reason he'll be back in the swamp uh this year and i'll tell you what gus malzahn will not tell him to stand back there and only throw the football so yeah you got that right florida, yeah florida's gonna get round two with kj jefferson Jesus. in gainesville in ucf uniform yep Crazy. That, that's crazy. a must that's a must win by the way uh so oh. Florida schools is a must win. Yeah, I was I was doing I didn't even include that. I wrote something that was like five must win games or five make or break games. 
and I didn't even include UCF. Um, I, I can't imagine a world where Florida – what's up, Marcus? I can't imagine a world what's where up? Florida loses to UCF in the swamp. Like, you can throw yes. away the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, it's bowl games. Kids don't really care or even show up yeah. for them. But, like, Miami, that's the one. Like, whoever – like, Fast and the Furious, we're racing for pink slips uh, week one. Like, how are you selling your program if you're Mario Cristobal or Billy Napier mm. if you lose that game? And even more so for Florida since it's at home. Um. You know, those programs have not won the way they wanted to with those two coaches in their first two years. They're tied together because they were hired the same year. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, Florida would have to run the table if they lose to Miami to, like, not have a riot. We lose to Miami. There's yeah. going to be a riot anyway. <laughs> right. Lose that game. Like, all the alumni are literally racing to, to their bankers, racing to their financial advisors to see if they can get the buyout money. Like, that's yeah, what literally. it's going to be. Whatever it costs, huh? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I'm lose that one. That's gonna be crazy, even to read that. So I'm, I'm gonna read that with one eye open because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what might happen. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna be positive about it. I'm just gonna be sure to be like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. That's my record prediction for next year. Whatever happens, happens. Are you gonna see early I'm. I, I think it might be their best roster. Like if you if you look at it. Um, and I don't know that it's I where agree. it needs to be, but I think it's your best roster. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It just so happened that Satan himself scheduled your games. And when you and when you look at the back half of the schedule, like brutal, yeah, brutal back end of the schedule. Like Ole Miss gets their quarterback back, and then they decided this was going to be our chance, and they went spending on, on an Amex black card in, in, in the portal to load up and try to win. You're going to Texas, Georgia, like the back, the back half of the schedule is just brutal. I said it um, on stadium and Gale catch wins early. Cause you're going to catch hands late. Oh my God. <laughs> <That's a bar. laughs> so I, I think like, I think there are eight games going into this season where teams are preseason ranked, right? Nine. Nine. Oh, yeah. oh nine and 12. So you got to go for at least four and five and then get two wins that, you know, are automatic wins, in my opinion. Like, I think we have, like, is it Sanford and UCF? Hey, brother, that, don't ask Dan Mullen about Sanford. Uh, it might take, <laughs> yeah, might take 70 points role. to beat Sanford again. Look, I was there live, almost passed well, out, carried out the UF Health and Shands. Jerry went to that game. Let me tell you, I had to call EM, Gainesville EMS just to make sure Jerry did not have a heart attack or fall out of the or anything. I had to yeah. have him on speed dial. Yeah, Florida was giving us the stats. They are like, hey, Emory Jones just broke this record. I'm like, he shouldn't be playing. There's seven minutes left against Seriously, Sanford. He dude. shouldn't be in the game. Stop telling me about the stats, the passing stats he's breaking today. This is a disaster. Right. Right. Exactly. My thing is, I'm going to say this about um, the whole schedule. Me personally, I, I don't know what Florida did wrong <laughs> to deserve this because I, 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 just, I just feel like there's a personal vendetta against the program. I, I don't know why. 
But if, if the Georgia game in particular, if we don't if we don't win that game, the only thing I would have solace in is if Shamar. I'm just saying, not the hell out of the Trevor Etienne. Like, like we 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 have a Brandon Spikes moment, no Sean Marino moment right there. I I, I would hope to to see that if we're not going to win that game. How how is Florida winning that game? There is yeah. Please enlighten me, bro. Because uh... unless the entire roster gets COVID, it ain't happening. <laughs> or we we go to church. We go. They go to church and light every candle mm. possible and get prayer circles together. Um. Ain't no church in the wild, bro. Listen, <laughs> Jerry knows the answer. You need you need Treon Harris back because Treon Harris never lost oh. to the Georgia Bulldogs. The as first a starting Georgia quarterback. game I ever went to was the second one. Hey. Treon Harris was never lost to the Georgia Bulldogs as a starting quarterback. Somebody hey, on the Heisman Trophy. Build the statue. Yeah, somebody. Why, why would you bring that up, baby? Why would you do that? You see. Well, well, he, he, this is 10 years ago. This is 10 years ago. Well, you know what? Decade ago. You know what? This is 10 man. years ago. 10 we years ago. At least I was not setting up. I was not setting up fades with Trey Dean, okay? That's what I would say. Who set up a fade with Trey Dean? <laughs> hey, hey, that's Super Bowl champion Trey Dean. You put some respect Super Bowl champion Trey on Dean. his knee. Oh, think- glory to God, Trey Dean. I don't think you've ever seen this, Nick. So, oh, Nick doesn't know. Oh, God. Oh, no. What ended up happening, you know, players get criticized all the time, right? I mean, yes. you would think, okay, you're going to get praise, you're going to get criticism. So I'm trying to find it because huh, I know it's in here. We've told them, we've told them, and like, listen, it's hard. We've told them while, while they're on campus, like, hey, man, don't start your name because mm. it, it's That's not going to exactly- be good. Uh, y- y'all started, you know, switching the first letter of the last name, first letter of the first sure. name, flipping those. Oh <laughs> they caught no, on to that. Like, listen, you gotta understand. Yeah. yeah, they started. Yeah, they were finding those tweets. <laughs> I don't know why you thought that you would like uh, uh, made some unbreakable code. You just moved two letters <laughs> it's around. Not that difficult. Like, at least ask like, out most of the name. I was What's watching. Like um. I was watching Bustin' with the Boys and, and uh, Taylor Lewan and um, and Will Compton were talking about it. Even when they were in the NFL, they would go and search their names. And like, wow. So, like, I would just, I would tell people, I told like AR, I told uh, a bunch of players, like, hey, man, don't go on Twitter tonight. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, Felipe Franks a couple times, like, hey, man, don't. Yo. Oh, my God. Just don't that, do that it. Probably the worst one because the, I, I saw some of the, the nasty stuff that they were sending like was crazy. I'm like, yeah. And, and people, and I, I went to the South Carolina game that year, and he's shushing the crowd. I'm sitting with my parents, my sister. I'm like, he has no business shushing the crowd. I looked dead at him and said, yes, he does. He has every right to do this because yeah. I do not see some of the stuff that gets sent his way. Yeah. I do not blame him one bit, and I was glad he did it. That and the fact that it ignited the entire team. Yeah. But um, this is what happened. So I just I was I I, I criticize I did criticize him because he was not playing well. This is what I get from him. Oh, <laughs> oh did you tweet that? No, I did not. This is a screenshot of him texting me. No, did you did you tweet that? I remember when I remember I think maybe you sent this to me. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, I think I'm I did, trying to remember I, where I saw it. 
And, and I need your number though. Bro, like who in your circle who in your circle just just like left you out like that? I'm still to this day, bro, trying to figure that out. I don't bro, it was it was Jerry me. looks guilty over there. It wasn't me. I was just as shocked as Anthony. Because, because, because Jerry, you 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 seem to be real cool with Trey now. Yeah. Did, did, did you do me wrong? Like, did you do this to me, brother? Why, 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 no, why bro. No, man. It it was not me. Don't me. I got nothing to do with that. But see, this is what's crazy, though, Nick. Because we have a, another podcast called Indisputable Evidence. We had um the guys from the Cam and T podcast. Tony and Cam on our show. Tony lives in Atlanta. So he told us trading DM'd him, I believe, and like a bunch of other players. And um, there was a, a, a bunch of other people. I know David Soderquist from High Top. He he told me Trey DM'd him. It was a bunch of people he was DMing and going after. And I'm sitting like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm not going to respond to this. I'm not even going to respond to him. I'm going to say my piece. On the podcast, when we get on there, that's you know a businessman. He's like, "Listen, you're not you're not getting these takes for free. You're not getting the takes for free. You want my take? We're gonna we're gonna do it on the pod. It's 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 interesting part. You know, AB, you and I were talking a little bit about like being in the media. It's interesting because like we have to be critical. And I've talked to guys like I was very critical of Felipe Franks. Um, and like Felipe and I aren't friends or anything like that. But I think mm-hmm. the way you do it um, and the way you are critical, and if it's just about what the play is, listen, they know if they had a bad game, they don't need me to say, hey, that was a bad throw. You missed this pass. You threw this interception. Um, but I think we just get to a place on social media where it just crosses that line. You start, and people just say reckless stuff that you would never say to somebody in person because it's yeah. easy. It's a tweet. And, and, you, and maybe some of it's like, oh, he's never going to see this. I let my frustration out and it's like, what if he did see it? Does that make you feel different before you hit send? Or what if I remember I said to one person one time who was uh, talking bad about uh, JJ Schwartz, I think his junior year. And I said to the guy, I was like, I hope one day you have a son that's good enough at baseball to Mm. play to school like Florida. And then you have to hear somebody talk about your son, the way you're talking about this kid. And I think if you put it into perspective like that, it's like, listen, we're still talking about 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who are trying to do their best. And li- sure, they're getting paid now. I, I don't think that that gives you free reign to say whatever you want. But people are going to tweet what they want to tweet. But, like, listen, these guys do see it. Um, and, and whether you think they should be searching their name or not, they are. And the thing is, I didn't even say anything malicious. Ah, uh, but- Maybe. I, I really did it. I didn't say nothing. Yeah. But- oh no, bro. We got we got to check the deleted tweets, Marcus. What's what's hey, in the deleted hey, folder? Yeah, I said something a little bit sideways. You know, <laughs> about my, my program type of tweets. You know? but, but I, I addressed it on the pod, and I basically said this in a nutshell: If you would have put this much time and effort into bettering yourself in the film room and on the field, as you're doing, searching your name and going after people, you wouldn't be in this situation, now would you? Well, you, got so, you just now, got, so, I mean, so you just got sassy. He did. Right, word for it. full Stephen Day Smith. You do not <laughs> want to make an enemy yeah. out of me. Here, here, here's something. Here's something that he he really didn't know because I put this out too. His mom and my pastor at my church went to the same high school. 
His mom is actually from here, from Pensacola. They went to the same high school. I pretty much put that out too. Like, yeah, um, my past, my past knows your mom too. So, you, do you really? I basically was like, do that's you really? Nuts. That's, that's nuts. That's insane. That's kind of that's kind of on his day. Be like, bro, just asked me, why you say that about me? And you got nasty talking about some. I, mean, I know your mama. I know your. I know your people. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> nasty. My does. I don't. I didn't even know that he told. He told me. And I was like, dang, really? I didn't even know that. Oh, bro, you you you're thirty-two years old doing this, AB. What's wrong with you? Look, if you gonna come at me personally like that, you think you think I'm not gonna respond? I mean, one one person's on a podcast. The other one has a Super Bowl ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's mm. that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> okay. Watch. What exactly did he do to earn that Super Bowl ring? You on the roster? He got on the I don't roster. know, but he's gonna get he's, he's gonna get the it. same one Pat Mahomes does. That's right. Yeah, he's ringing past ring. The only thing different is the last name on it. And congrats That's to him nice. because I was I was happy he got away from that sham of a roster in New York with the Jets, and he landed in Kansas City. So he landed in a great situation. He did. Could have been worse. He could have been with the Jets. Same with Miko Harmon, who gets traded back to Kansas City and, some, and wins. The Super- That's crazy. That is absolutely wild. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely wild. Hey man, yeah, but again though, like these these dudes do like they, they see what we tweet. Like Kadarius Tony, this guy, he sees everything. I feel like you know he's one of those guys. He's trying to look at everybody's comments, but now you have Antonio Brown tweeting about this guy. It's like it's tough scene. Antonio Brown. Yes. Yes. ESPN baby. Yeah. Speaking of Florida football. Boy, have there been a lot of changes. So, Nick, what in the entire hell is going on right now? <laughs> Same thing that's been going on since I got here in 2013, man. Just, uh, <laughs> it's just a perpetual, perpetual roller coaster. Um, I think I've thrown up. They they won't stop the roller coaster. We've done 17 laps around. I got I got motion sickness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's and and so like when we when we put the news out about like Fitzgerald leaving um that one hurt I ain't gonna like I under like I, I I totally understood it but like and I'm trying to I'm talking to Florida before I put the story out and I'm like hey man there's no way to massage this headline the headline sucks Florida coach <laughs> leaves for Boston College like the headline sucks go ahead hit that like button what up fragrance um like they're, they're like, how do I change the headline? Like that's that's what it was in the right. story, which nobody read based on the message board and Twitter. Um, it explains like college uh, strength coaches and head coaches that like those are their guys. If Urban Meyer was to come back out of retirement and go to New Mexico State, Mickey Marotti would leave Ohio State to go be Urban strength coach. That's what the relationship is with coaches or with head coaches and their strength coaches. Um, Craig Fitzgerald and Bill O'Brien were on the same staff at Maryland. When Bill O'Brien became the head coach at Penn State, he took Fitz with him. When he became the head coach of the Houston Texans, he took Fitz with him. So, of course, when he became the head coach at Boston College, he calls his boy up. And I write all that in the story, but like the headline, I get it. The headline sucks. And the headline is ripe for trolling. Um, mm. I, I wish, and I said this on, on Stadium Miguel too. I was like, just stop helping rivals troll you. Like, you, you stop trolling yeah. yourself. 
and, and just like giving people more ammo. Like, yes, the headline sucks. We got to just take that one on the chin, keep it moving, let the news cycle wash it out. Um, but it comes at a terrible time for Florida. Like they just started their uh, identity phase, which is their toughest phase of the winter workout period. And, yeah. and now you've, you, you had a coach running it for five weeks and now you've got an assistant running it. Um, but that wasn't the only jab Florida took this week. Big yeah. loss in losing uh, our offensive line coach. Huge loss. Going to miss him tremendously, right? Can't wait to hire another one. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah, that's true. Best new cycle ever. Let's do something. <laughs> um, I I wonder what they'll do there. Like, do you make Ryan O'Hara an on-field coach uh, and make him a quarterback, the quarterbacks coach, which then lets Billy not have to focus on coaching the quarterbacks through their their entire practice and gives one less thing on his plate to free him up for play calling. Um, do you hire another offensive line coach? Because Billy has made it very clear that he thinks having two offensive line coaches is important. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, it, it does feel like deja vu because last year you had Kerry Colbert leave right before spring. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know that Billy Napier, I don't think he's shown us at all that he's going to rush a decision um to make the fans happy (laughs) um so he's gonna take his time and he'll figure out what he's gonna do but i think it it will be interesting to see what they do for the spring if they haven't hired somebody like last year they put david decker as an on-field coach uh before they hired billy g which coach Mm -hmm. would they offer that to i think ryan o'hara is probably um one that makes sense to me Boy, Floor is the king of, of bad timing in the news, aren't they? Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we just got like the strength coach leaving was almost like watching Friday at the next one. Craig and Danny got fired from security job. We just got this job. Like, it's like it's like little Uzi Vert, man. It's only my third day out here. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Bro, and, and, no, that that, that means if it's Friday. That means that Bill O'Brien's Debo. No facts, like bullying his way to get that guy. I got you, strength coach. Snatch your strength coach. What strength coach? And I know there's no hot war for strength coaches out there, but like, I mean, like, is tired? Like any tired? Like tired of hot boards. Scott, no man, I'm sick of it. That OC, that OC hot board keeps popping up on, on Gators online. By the well, way. is that actually going to happen? Wouldn't he have hired somebody by now? Don't you think? Yeah, you would have, you would have thought he would have. You know, like I just don't see it happening. He would have hired somebody already. Well, here, here's the thing. So, does Billy Napier think the offense is the problem? No. Uh, he had never fired in six years of being a head coach. Had never fired an assistant coach. Days after – the season ends. He fires two guys on the on the defense. One of which you paid, like a, I think, like a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout for Duke to get in Sean Spencer. The other yeah. one is a guy who every single time the Florida coaching had a change, it was can they get Corey Raymond? You finally get him, yeah. and you fire him after two years. So clearly, he thought the defense was the problem. They hired a guy on special teams to come in to count to eleven. Clearly, he thought special teams was a problem. Nothing was changed on offense. 
nothing. So clearly he doesn't think the offense is the problem. If Billy Napier doesn't think his job is on the line in 2024, does he hire, does he make a change? No. Hey, job's not on the line. I'm going to keep calling plays. If he does think his job is on the line, is he going to give his fate and put it into somebody else's hands and let them call plays? Yeah. Probably not. That's true. Yeah. Also, yeah. if you say, if you think, hey, maybe we'll let Russ Halloway call plays. But you say that on Wednesday when we talk to him on signing day. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So if you let Russ call play, you say, hey, Russ is going to do it. And then you get into spring and you let, <clears throat> excuse me, you let Russ call like team during practice, the team periods, let him call the scrimmages, let him call the orange and blue game. And it's, and it's not working. It doesn't look right. It's funky. Now you fire him because you can't then demote him. Be like, ah, we tried that guy as play caller, but he stunk. So he's just, just going to go back to the tight end room. Like you can't do that. So I think if anything, spring would be an audition for Russ. Um, even like, hey, Russ is going to call offensive plays for blue. Billy's going to call offensive plays for orange. And you kind of go yeah. against each other in the spring game. And you do that in your scrimmages and, and every day throughout the 15 practices. But you can't, even if you are planning on it and hoping that Russ takes that job, I don't know that it, it's of any benefit to Billy to say that uh, on a national signing day press conference. Which makes sense because you don't want to do that. And you then all of a sudden, like you said, doesn't look right. Now you've fired him. So it's like it, it makes you as a coach look, as the head coach look bad. Like, hey, every, everybody, everybody saw you say he's going to call plays. It didn't look right. Now you fired him. Like, what, what is going on here? That's going to be another bad headline if you do that. So you're, you're right about that. So mm-hmm. if he does it, It'll be he won't say anything about it. He'll just like you said, Orange Blue game be an audition. Russ calls for this team. Billy calls for this team. We'll see what happens now. If Russ is calling plays and it looks great, then um, you may have something there. It's That's like true. both these scenarios are basically what's behind door number one, what's behind door number two, and I'm terrified of both just because of how far in the game we are in the cycle. What's like, door number three? The buyout. <laughs> Hey, uh, I hope the God we don't get there because I don't want to fire Billy Napier because that means we screwed the pooch with the hire. Yeah. But oh, man. Oh, you, you you don't like Russian roulette? No. You're not having fun? No. You're not having fun, Marcus? I'm saying <laughs> going up right now. That's what I'm doing. Marcus Look, man. this past year was not good. I'm just saying that. This football well, we- it wasn't good. Well, we hated coming on here. That's just the truth. We hated coming on here talking about these games. I mean, just the truth of the matter. It's like I, I knew it was probably going to be somewhat depressing talking about these games on Saturdays. And then I thought, okay, at least I got Sundays to look forward to for the first time in God knows how long. And then December happened. Oh, dear. Who's your team? A particular Who's team your- only an hour away from Gainesville. Ah. Hmm. Mm. Quarterback has pretty hair. I mean, <laughs> yeah, same thing here, bro. And no shoulder in the offensive line. And Trent Baldwin. But listen, I spent all fall telling all my friends who are Jags and Bucks fans that the best team in the state resided in Miami, uh, only to have Tampa last longer somehow. 
It was bad. Last longer in the, the worst playoffs. part is they were the, 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 the Jags were the number one seed at, at one point late in the season, mm. and then everything just epic collapse. fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> epic collapse. I hate the fucking Bengals. I will say it right now. Everything went wrong after that game. At least, at least the Dolphins have like injuries that you could point to. The Jags just yeah, yeah. We, the Jags oh, just had, collapsed. Like we had some, but like all of our issues that we had all year with the offense being so damn wonky, just caught up with Trevor Wait, getting hurt. So did, did, did he go to that game? Yes. Oh, he did. Here's, here's my here's my problem with Jags fans. How how many years have the Jaguars been relevant? And why do y'all talk like the Patriots in the 2000s as a fan? Because this is what we do. This is who we are in the city. We don't give a damn about nothing. We don't give a damn about anything else. This is who we are. You want to know how they became relevant again? Remember when you were scrolling the timeline and all you kept seeing was clown faces as profile pictures? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All I will say is, even when we're bad, (laughs) And every time we beat someone, everything just goes wrong with them. I don't know why. I don't understand it, but I take some kind of solace in that. <laughs> right. But, Nick, having you on, like, the changes that were made, so we were able to kind of ask Hector this, Hector Rodriguez this, and we had, had him on, too. Some of the changes that were made, like Will Harris being hired as the DB's coach and Gerald Chapman being hired as the defensive line coach. So we kind of wanted to get your impressions on – you know, what you've seen from them so far, what did you think of the hires? Yeah, um, I don't really know too much about Chapman. Um, I was out uh, helping Corey and Keith doing recruiting one day and um, ended up chopping it up with Will Harris for like 20, 25 minutes. And it was before he had even like moved his stuff. And um, he was on the phone and like outside the facility on the phone and then came to talk to us and then was out like recruiting, talking to guys. Um, and I'm over there eavesdropping, doing doing my uh, reporter thing, trying to listen in and, and see who he's talking to. Um, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going back to California now. And I've got – he, like, showed me his iPad. He's like, i, I got to watch film on, like, who we have. And then within the next eight days, there were, like, 20 offers out. I'm like, oh, he probably watched Florida try to tackle and was throwing <laughs> out offers to guys in the secondary who have an interest and ability to do that. Um, I like him. He's a young guy. My, my big questions with him were how would he do recruiting this area? Cause outside of one year, I think at Georgia Southern or one of the smaller schools in Georgia, everything's been West coast or NFL. So how do you kind of fit into this? And, and, and maybe you don't need to in the first couple of years and you have some time because like you're, that's the reason you're getting Asa Turner. Who's going to start next to Jordan Castell. Um, that's the reason you're going to be able to get guys from the portal from the West coast and have connections like that. Um, so I think that'll be big. Um, and, and listen, also recruiting, we're moving more and more towards like, it doesn't matter that you had an yeah. awesome relationship with aunt, uncle, mom, dad, brother, son, cousin. It, it matters who's paying. Um, so Maybe recruiting's overblown. I think he's a really good X's nose, really good technician, um, young guy, uh, and and the players like him. So, uh, first impressions were good. Uh, thought he was funny, uh, and then I got a kick out of it. Uh, you know, telling me he's like, "Yeah, I got the whole five hour flight back to California to watch this film," and then I saw the next week all these offers flying out, and I'm like, "Guess he didn't like what he saw on film." That's wild. The only thing I hated was the fact that 
yeah, he's coming to Florida, which is great, but man, he had to leave LA. Man, LA for Gainesville. You are wow. so in love with LA. It is sickening. It's, yeah, I've it's never crazy. been to LA. Culture shock. I've never been to LA, but um, when I when I tweeted last year, like of course Lincoln Riley wanted to go to LA. He was living in Norman. The Oklahoma fans came from my head. Came from my head. They were like, I, LA's so expensive. I'm like, they bought him a mansion and they're paying him eight million dollars. It's not expensive for him. I, like, I, I ain't heard anybody say I want to go to normal Oklahoma on vacation. I'm no, sorry. Seriously. Exactly. My point no, is sir. no, Marcus, I'm not in love with LA. Yes, you are. See, there you go. Yeah. I'm not in love with it. Yes, you are. It's okay to admit it. Accept that you are a West Coast man stuck in a Pensacola, Florida body. It's okay to admit it. No, I I, I love visiting that. I would love to visit there as often as I can, but there ain't no way in hell I'm living there. I'm not dealing with I that. I'm not living I'm not dealing with that traffic. And if I was living out there, as soon as the first earthquake happens, I'm moving. I'm out. I'm gone. We live in a state with hurricanes. It can't be that bad. Well, I can deal with hurricanes. I'm not dealing with the ground moving. You can get down with it. Oh, um, oh but yeah, looking at the hires, I, I got the same impression. You know, kids, kids are going to relate to him because he's a young guy. And well, like you said, it's not really going to matter who's paying now. So that that matters more. But you know, recruiting a guy like. Getting a guy like Ace to turn, I think that's going to really help Estelle's mm-hmm. develop because now you got a veteran leader who started in the college football playoffs, including the national championship game, there to help teach you some things. So it's going to be good for him and Bryce Thorne, really, because Bryce, oh, yeah. Bryce mm-hmm. is backup. So and he's probably also the reason why you get Traquez Bridges because uh, that West Coast connection. Um, yeah. and, and it'll be interesting to see because, like, I thought – Traquez would play safety, but then you get Asa, and it's like, all right, well, now you got to find. Uh, and I know a lot of people were not high on Jaden Hill. I thought he had a really good year, especially moving. I had big questions about could he move inside after terrified. Uh, multi- multiple knee injuries, multiple knee surgeries. It's a whole different ball game inside. I thought he played well there. You have to figure out how to f- find his replacement. Um, I mean, is that DJ Douglas? Is that Aaron Gates? Is that. Dijon Johnson is that Traquez. Um, it's 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 a good sign that I'm able to like rattle off that many names because last year it was, well, it's Jaden Hill or um, Jadarius Perkins, and then when Jadarius Perkins found out it wasn't him, it was peace out, and then you really only had Jaden Hill to play nickel. Yep. And that's the thing about all these names that we can rattle them all. Are they kind of sort of unknowns? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. But I, I think there's a guy who can play football that I trust in the coaching and the teaching of Will Harris. So that's a positive. And plus, these West Coast guys that we talk about, West Coast Connection, this and that, the guys he's coached and the guys he's taught at Washington, those are ballers. Yeah. Chad McDuffie is going to be a very, yeah. very wealthy man in a couple of years, whether it's in Kansas City or somewhere else on the market. He's going to be a very wealthy man, and he was a big part of the Chiefs team. So that's a big name you can put up right there. That's a big crown jewel. Right. So you can look at it and say, okay, he's going to send guys to the league. He's going to teach guys how to play how to play his way. He's going to instill a, way, a certain style of playing football in the back end that we desperately missed for, like, God knows how long. So I'm excited. I I got no complaints. 
so far so good with it. Just get in the spring and get in the summer, and hopefully I hear some good stuff. And then when they get on the field and the games are actually played, we see the results. Yeah, that, there's a lot of that, and like people, I can't remember what position it was, but I mean, I'm I'm negative Nick, but it's like there's a lot of that and, and we're talking about projecting and people are like, well, why don't you think this is good? And I'm like, well, like, yeah, I think, right. Let, let's say like receiver. Like I don't think Florida has got a, a very good receiver room. And I only say that cause I don't know that it's proven. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think that Aiden Mizell will be good. Like I think Andy Jean will be good, but I, I can't tell you, Hey, Florida's got a top five receiver room in the sec. Right. I think these guys will be good, but we just haven't seen it. It's like when I say, like, oh, I'm kind of down in the receiver room because I think it's Eugene Wilson and a bunch of other guys that we don't know what they will be. Um, Like, I'm not holding my breath that Marcus Burke's going to figure it out this year and become a deep threat for Florida. Um, I think Andy Jean's good. I think Aiden Mizell's good. Shimmery D. I don't even know how to say that. Shimari? Shimmery? DK. DK like was not good last year, but was really good for Wisconsin for, mm-hmm. you know, the 15 passes Wisconsin would throw a month. He was really good last time he played with, with Graham Mertz, but like, it's a lot of projecting. It's not like you yeah. have, uh, you know, Alabama's old receiver room coming back, which now looking back at that, when they won their national championship, you're like, Oh, those are all number one receivers on NFL rosters that were, mm-hmm. you know, begging to get passes from Jalen Hurts and Tua. Um, so there's a lot of projection. And, like, the issue, I think, with Florida, again, will be if you think this is a make-or-break year, like, you're still young. You're still really young at receiver. Yeah. Um, you're still kind of young at running back. Like, Montrell's a senior, but after that, you only have Treon uh, and then two freshmen. Um, I don't know that you have any, like, studs at tight end. Uh, I don't think the offensive line's any better than it was. You're young in the secondary, all over the secondary outside of Asa Turner. So, like, you're – if, if you, Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not young anymore. Yeah. Y'all got to pull up his uh, roster page. They just put up new pictures. My guy looks looks good. New new roster picture for Jason. Martin. Really? And yeah, even yeah. with the linebacker room, exactly what are you? You're Shamar I mean, James. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like the guys you got, I mean, <clears throat> Derek Wingo, like love that, love my guy, STA Pride forever. But like Derek Wingo's body is has failed him. Like he's had a shoulder yeah. surgery after every single season. Um, I mean, he's tough. He's tough. He he broke. So like the two years ago, Ventrell got thrown out of that game second quarter or second second half. So he had to miss the first half of Florida State. It was going to be Derek Wingo coming out party. He breaks it, already needed shoulder surgery, breaks his foot on Monday and, and just says, like, yo, I have to play the first half. So, like, sh- put whatever the pain-killing shot is into my foot. We're going to play these 30 minutes. Like, I, I think I had a coach tell me, like, if you could put Derek Wingo's mentality and his work ethic into some of these other guys' bodies, like, that would be a great player. That's like, there's nothing Derek Wingo can do. It's just, like, he's had – Terrible injury luck. Um, like you've got <laughs> you've got Shamar James, but then that's that's another room. Like, hey, I think Miles Graham's a, a dude. I think he's going to be yeah. a dude, but he's going to be 19, 18 years old. Um, I don't think. Oh, Q Lee. Um, 
Uh, and outside of that, like, do Spurlock? I don't know what he is. Uh, I, I, I don't know. There, I mean, we've seen him, but I mean, not, not Aaron Childs won't be here until June. Um, it's so, it's a lot we got to figure out, man. Like, yeah. and even with these games. Well, I, I I think I was saying earlier, like, hey, Florida's going to be young again, but and y'all can answer this better than I can. Will the fan base accept that? Not as an excuse, but as another reason for, let's call it like a seven and five year. You're gonna say, "Hey, listen, we're still young. We'll be better. We'll be older and better next year." I did say, I said coming into Napier's tenure, and this is before I knew that he's gonna be what type of plays gonna call. This is a process, and people don't agree, but I said this is a process gonna take about four years. Four years, four or five years for us to really like figure out what we have in this guy because he's gonna have to bring in some guys. The transfer portal is crazy, so guys are leaving, you know. So I think him getting a, a quarterback in the system because I think Anthony Richardson last year was kind of like an experiment for him, trying to figure out what he wanted to do, how he wanted to use him. You know, it was just it was a weird year. Graham Mertz came and did an excellent job, but now you have Graham Mertz surrounded by young receivers, so he may take a step back, you know. So I, I just that that, know, that that slick Rick safety blanket is gone, Dude. baby. That right. blanket was pulled off for good. So but one, I, I think, place by an elite speed receiver that made a lot of plays last year. See, that's what I was gonna say about Trey Wilson real quick, though. He's the one guy in this receiver room that we know for a fact is good and can play SEC football. Yeah. Thing is, good in what ways in terms of usage? Mm-hmm. And, and also, how much was open for him because the attention the defense had to put on number one? And now that attention is on number three, I think he might end up getting number one. But now the attention's on him. And you go go back to 2020 when you had Kadarius and, and Kyle Pitts. When mm-hmm. Kyle got hurt, KT's numbers dropped off because now the defense yeah. had to focus on him. And when you had uh, KT and Kyle Pitts both playing, it was like, hey, decide who you're covering on this play. We have options for both of them, and we're going to go to the one that you're not doubling. Everything's kind of plays off of each other. And, and like, if you don't have a passing game, now you can load the box and, hey, good luck running. Um, and, and I think it took a while for Florida to kind of start taking those shots. But towards the end of the year, like, I, I think once Graham got comfortable, once they got comfortable with Graham, they started taking some of those deeper shots and, and they'll tell us, you know, Hey, they were always in it the whole year. Uh, and we were just taking what defenses were giving us. And my, my process to that was, why don't you start dictating what defenses have to do? We say that defensive defense yep. is reaction mm-hmm. is reactionary. You're reacting what the yep. offense is doing. Why are we playing a reactionary offense and letting the defense and, and, and there's a give and take, like, listen, um, what was the week two game? I can't remember the team. I'm blanking on right now. That was uh, McNeese. Yeah. Like McNeese was like, Hey man, we're going to play a cover, a cover three cloud. We are going to rush three and we're putting eight guys back in coverage. And Florida's like, okay, cool. We're going to throw eight yards. They're like, thank you. We accept the offer and you can get eight yards of play on these passes. Just please don't score 90. And like, mm-hmm. okay, I get that. Like, why are we going to throw into triple coverage forty yards downfield just to do it if they're giving you a fifteen-yard open window to throw? 
yeah. and complete passes and slowly matriculate the ball. But when you start playing these other teams, you have to have other ways. And it was funny because we got to some point and I was on Andy Staples show and he was like, I think Florida's going to throw the ball a lot. And I'm like, what? And he was like, well, you're going to have to, because you're going to have to score against Georgia. You're going to have to score against Arkansas. You're going to have to score against LSU. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. But we haven't seen him do it. And sure enough, Florida was a, an air raid offense the, yeah. <laughs> the second half of the year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It just and it started really with that South Carolina game. Think about it, which which was a fun game, by the way. But still, I mean, they pretty much became an air raid offense that game. So let me get my negative hat back on because people are like, people are like, Florida's you know Graham not getting hurt, um, and and Trevor Etienne going out of bounds. Uh, away from you know being seven and five last year, I'm like, all right, well, you also could have easily lost in South Carolina. South like Carolina, that was not yeah. like you walked into Columbia and just spanked South Carolina. Like for all of the were this player that play away from being eight and four, seven and five. It's like, yeah, well, we can also find plays that you could have lost. Like you are what your record is. Yeah. Exactly, and I'm gonna piggyback on this. There is one particular play from that game. The fourth and eleven to Arles Boardingham, where it was a one yard pass and dude, that was that was symbolic. That was like playing. I think they, if I'm remembering it right, they there was a guy in position to make a tackle behind the first yes. down marker. He breaks a tackle and then he's gone. It's yep. like if that one guy just makes a, the the tackle in the open field, you're 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 out. You lose that game. Lose that yep. game. Like Billy's getting burnt alive. If they if they make a tackle that you make nine times out of ten in that situation, Marcus, he has uh, been been burnt alive. <laughs> the kerosene has started a lot sooner. I will say that. I'm, 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 hold on, I'm going. I'm flipping back and forth. I got my positive hat, my negative <laughs> hat. I will say it does seem like, and maybe it's just a a loud minority, but it did seem like, and I mentioned this, I think, definitely privately, but maybe publicly too. It seemed like people gave Billy less time before they started pulling out their pitchforks. Like, and maybe it's NIL definitely part of the transfer portal. I mean, I used to be a big, you got to give a head coach four years to get his guys in. And now like, listen, you can, you can get your guys in through the portal. You don't have to. Um, But to me, it did seem like the fan base kind of turned on Billy. And I wondered if it was, because of what y'all have just been through, like the end of McElwain, which man, we have a weird, we have a weird program here. That was coming. Um, the end yes. of McElwain, then Dan was really, really good real quick, and then was just a nosedive out of nowhere off a cliff, and it's just like it almost felt like you're putting the sins of the father onto the son. Like, yeah. hey, stop taking this baggage and throwing it on Billy. It's not him. Um, but it did seem like at least some people in the fans vocally were like off the Billy train way earlier than they had been with, with other coaches. Oh yeah. They're doing, they're they're having spaces on, on Twitter at 10 o'clock in the morning when they're supposed to be at work. And it doesn't help like every other piece of news that comes out. Coaches leaving right before spring practice. Your strength coach leaving in the middle of winter conditioning. The whole Jaden Rashada debacle. Yeah. The whole recruiting people decommitting, like Devontae Waller decommitting during a game. 
this Vonda Raccoon class you have that, that we're all banking our hopes on have a good chunks of it going off and leaving. Thank God you say DJ Lagway. It, it's just like blow after blow after blow that people are like ETN stop. And then yeah. ETN. Yeah. No, I mean, that's I, I miss. I, it's been it's it's been gone for a while because uh, I, I don't know why, but like actual heated hated rivalries. Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. no way you were catching Channing Crowder ever saying nice things about Florida State, let alone transfer there. Mm-hmm. Go play there. Brandon, could you imagine Brandon Spikes being like, you know what? Let's put on some red and black. Like, no shot. We're just in a whole different era. Like, we, the the players do not have the same, I think, passion for the rivalries that the fan bases do. And, and that's what I love about college football. It's that pomp and circumstance, the game day traditions that are weird. Uh, if y'all haven't been out to Texas A&M, they put the cult in agriculture. They've got some wild traditions <laughs> there. But it's like that weird stuff that's only pertinent to one fan base that you love, you ride or die for. Um, that makes college football special. And you just don't get that. Yo, yeah. that's it's like it's like AM's entire fight song is literally a diss track to Texas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's it's more about Texas than it is about Texas AM. Like that's the first wild. lines is literally fuck Texas in the most polite way yeah. possible. It's it's uh it is the uh country version of like hit 'em up for yep. te- for oh Texas. <laughs> Like, or no vessel. Like, yeah. To hell to Texas, you the first city. Like you can't yes. that's, that's the first line. Nothing about our school. It's just like the hell with them. Those other guys. That's a little, think, some little brother vibes though. Yeah, that's so crazy when they left. They're like, man, y'all, we don't need y'all. Like, it's kind of funny how Texas A and M spent all this time ducking Texas and joined the SEC. Lo and behold, guess who you got to play next year? Oh yeah, the smoke is here. Live with your failures. Where's that bring you? I'm excited for that trip. Go out to Austin to see that uh, that game. Florida's gonna catch that smoke though. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, really good Texas team. Talking that up is like, you know, unless uh, unless Texas just decides, you know what? We're not gonna take them serious. I mean, let's just go out there. And just... No, no, no. You you might see Arch Manning in the fourth quarter. I dread to see how how Sark's gonna draw that up. I dread. Hey, look, man. Look, we got my my thing is. In the optimist, we got to beat one of these nine teams. We got to beat yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami's yeah, ranked. Course. You can beat Miami. Yeah. Miami's ranked. Because you know yeah. how it goes with ranked. 25, so, right? There's always one team. I think it was 24 or 25. Yeah. Wait, Miami's yeah. ranked high. This was like ESPN's early preseason ranking. They put out a top 25. AM was up there. I don't know yeah. why. Miami was up there. I don't know why. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee's gonna be tough. Like Nico's nasty. That, Nico's that good. That boy's good. If Nico can play, Nico's good. Nico's good. Nico play. That boy Nico nice. play. And it's a Knoxville. Let, let the NCAA play. try some stuff. The Big Ten and SEC at one point was like, listen, yeah. man, we don't need you. We'll figure out how to run, uh, you know, our track and field national championship tournament on our own. But but we're out of here. We're not letting yeah. you have. We're not letting you have this. Well, I, I think for Billy, like it's important. Like this year, you have to beat Kentucky. And I think also you got to beat LSU. I if really we, believe that. We lose Kentucky again. I don't. I don't know. I don't care who I got to see, but um, 
Somebody getting fired. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Somebody getting fired. It may not necessarily be Billy. Somebody getting fired. Somebody from Pinkster. I'm putting up the set on somebody's house. Um, I used to say I will be, I will pick Kentucky to beat Florida once they do it. I'll be a year late. I don't know that I'm picking Florida to beat Kentucky. I don't think so either. Yeah. It's in Gville, but uh they lost last time they were in Gville. They it's lost right, it's yeah, the to be the better quarterback that day. Be the best listen, listen, I think Grant, I, I and I had to I I had to eat my crow um because I didn't know what Graham was gonna be. Graham was fantastic. And and there is a lot of data showing like how much better quarterbacks are year two in the system. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, even going to like Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma, uh, year two with, with Lincoln, um, going back like that far. Um, I think Graham will be better. Um, I just don't know that you got significantly better around him on offense. Right. What's crazy is like when the Wisconsin staff literally calls Billy and tells them we failed Graham Mertz, that, that says a lot. That 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 says a whole lot. They literally admitted they failed him. Because mm-hmm. I mean, nobody was high on them. They they looked at the numbers. Oh, I mean, they did Wisconsin. Look at all these turnovers. Look at the completion percentage. He comes here and leads the SEC in, in completion percentage. Now, granted, a lot of that was dink and dunk, but I mean, we still got to complete passes. Yeah. And on top of that, well, the one the one that I don't think needs to be called a pass. Every time Eugene Wilson, every time Trey runs in front oh, of him yeah. and he throws the ball from me to my computer screen, that's a pass. That's a complete. Well, this is all. This is all Geo Smith, West Virginia's fault. This is all their fault. Hey, that's how. That's how Mac Jones won. Uh, Speaking Mac of NCAA football, the game that Ooh. West Virginia Geno Smith, uh, Noel Devine, Pat White. Ooh. Oh my gosh, <gasps> we were cooking. No, I, I'm. I'm excited about it. We can kind of segue into that, bro. Like, what are some things like y'all looking forward to as far as like you know NCAA football or EA you, sports? I told, I, I told you this before. Not a single blade of grass will be touched all summer. We're, <laughs> we are one. inside all summer. Exactly. All summer. What's Vin- on your wish list, though? What's on your wish list for features from the game? Oh, man. Transfer I'm, I'm stealing somebody's play. Not one of my best players. I'm definitely going to take your best player. One way I'm definitely NIL, I want to actually be able to like go on like the visits, like the top players. Say, like, you could choose like two players you could do like official visits with and have them like on campus, stuff like that. I would like, um, what if they added that into like uh, Road to Glory? Like, if you like remember, like, later on in the Road to Glories, you would play like the high school stuff, um, yeah, you play like your high school, like state championship playoff stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What if they had like a whole like, hey, you get to go on and visit? Oh, the bad, you know, what if, if you. If you're doing Road to Glory, I feel like they're going to make it to where, like, choosing schools, right? It's not just going to be as simple as, oh, I just want to go to Florida because it's my favorite team. Maybe, like, if you choose one team, you get certain attributes. But if you choose another team, you, like, lose attributes, something like that. I think that would be pretty dope. I want to see – I want I want NIL in it. I want to see how how bad the coaches want my Road to Glory quarterback. <laughs> what's, the monthly, what's the monthly bag? Yeah, come get them. And then I, and then I want to be able to go and say, listen – I was just on my official visit to Tennessee, yep. and this was the number. What do you guys have? Ah, that's twenty thousand less. Can't do it. Well, we I want. Do I want though. the full experience. I want. Re- I want all the realism. 
Yo, remember that one recruit back in the day that went to Miami that was like documenting all of his recruiting trips, and there was he was at Miami, and he was talking about the 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 spread and all the the shrimp he ordered. I am doing that as a recruiting world to glory. I'm dropping. If I do dynasty mode, I'm dropping bags. <laughs> I, I don't care what I gotta do. McDonald's bags, something. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, we are taking FAU to the promised land. Oh, for sure, man. What? Absolutely. I wonder what, like, I wonder what the NIL money will be, though, like, as far as a player on the game. Because, you know, it's gonna, it's not going to be, like, money. It's going to be probably, like, attributes or, like, something. Uh, I mean, all these play. all these games, too, because they all do, like, um, like, foot, mutt, like, the ultimate team stuff. Yeah. Um, like, I play MLB The Show, and it's all about, like, packs and stuff. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be some kind of like in-game coin currency. No, I want real dollars. You want real money? Hey. I want real dollars. Okay, I want I want to see what Lane Kiffin's offering me to leave to leave Florida and go and go play at Ole Miss. No, for real. That would I want his, I want historic teams so much in there. Like imagine like nineteen eighty eight Notre Dame. How much is Tony Rice getting in nil? How much is Ricky Warren getting? Let me see it. Give us those teams. Let's answer the questions. Like, what is it? Like, 02 Miami versus 06 Florida? 2019 LSU versus what? 93 Florida State. Let's see it. I need all I need all the equipment too, bro. Like that that's what I was huge on like when I was younger. Changing like color cleats, all that stuff, like having certain bands on. Oh, you're, my, your Road to Glory player is looking crazy. He's got like one orange sleeve, one oh. blue sleeve, <laughs> orange spat, blue spat, a reflective, reflective. Oh man, bro, make it like NBA. Like, let me let me get tattoos. Oh, bro, jewelry, tattoos. Wow, yeah. I didn't think about that. Here's That's one a thing, K thing though, not an EA thing. Here's yeah. one. I, I don't think they'll add this, but I think they should. Can my road to glory player be a two-way player? Oh, like Travis Hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah. Travis Hunter doing that, – that's one thing I would want them to add. I, w- I would want to be a two-way player. Hey, I'm a wide receiver, and now, oh, I'm, I'm also playing cornerback. Is there any way that Travis Hunter and, and Shador Sanders are not on the cover? Like, unless they, unless they do, like, a Nick Saban – like goat version, is there any way they might do? They might do that. They you might sign off on it. Someone to know that works in EA Sports and Megan Florida told me some info, but not a lot about me. Oh, oh, really? So you're the plug, huh? Hey, I have one request. I want. No matter of fact, I need. Mascot mode in the game, damn it. <laughs> Bro, me, Jerry, and AB are like, yo, we need to get dirty. We need bag men. We need, we, we need concussions as actual injuries. And Marcus yes. is like, but can I play as the Stanford tree? Can I, can I play as the Stanford tree? Listen, man, I, I will play as the FAU owl. I will play. As freaking, you know, Mike the Tiger. I will do all of this. Basketball is just so fun. It's so oh. arcadey and cartoony. It's so ridiculous. It's so college football. It I need the game. Being a mascot and just seeing a tree running with a football. Or the triple option with the Stanford tree. Like, come on, man. That that would be funny to watch, though. Yeah, um, 
real quick, getting getting to Nick's favorite sport, which starts tomorrow, actually, mm. when the show drops. Baseball. Play ball. Let's do it. Play ball. So um this is the only time you're gonna hear Nick be positive. Um <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh no. yes, yes. <laughs> but um Nick, I, I'm gonna go ahead and start the pitching because I gotta ask you about this Liam Peterson gig because what I'm hearing out there from him, first of all, this man shouldn't even be on campus. <laughs> Basically, from what I'm hearing, so um, I I I, I got to ask about him and what he's done out there so far. Yeah, he's good, man. Um, he's gonna start on Saturdays. The plan was to, um, for the Saturday, the weekend rotation to be Brandon Neely Friday, uh, Cade Fisher Saturday, Jack Sunday, um, and then I think the way that Brandon Neely showed he can close games out. Uh, Florida hasn't gone into a season knowing who his closer would be since 2018 after Michael Byrne saved 19 games in 17. Um, so to have that, and, and that was only facilitated because Liam Peterson is him. Um, this is a kid who just really wanted to be a Gator and wanted to come to Florida. Um, the way college, the way the MLB draft works is you can, so he wasn't drafted and it's not because of ability. The way the MLB draft works is, uh, you'll tell a team, your agent, your advisor will tell teams like, Hey, he, he wants to go to Florida. And if you draft him, it's going to take X amount of dollars And the top, t- the top 10 draft rounds. You only have a certain amount of money and each pick is slotted. And if you get past a certain number, it's like, Hey, well, we're not going to draft him because here's his number. And we can only offer a quarter of that because that's what's slotted. Uh, so that's how guys go undrafted. So you're going to get three years of Liam Peterson when, when, you know, before the draft, I was thinking you're going to get no years of him. Um, yeah. The best freshman pitcher I've seen since Brady Singer. Jeez. That's high praise. Yeah. He's good. Man. Nick, after you explained the draft that way, now I know how we lost Kobe Mayo. Because yeah, I, because I think that kid was get headed to Florida and then, the Orioles strapped him and offered the number that he was looking for. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what happened. So, like, oh you'll God. also see um, – I forget who it was. Uh, so, you can move around the money a little bit, but you only have a certain number for those first 10 picks. So, there was a year where – I can't remember who it was. It might have been Philly. They drafted – it was Philly um, because there was a kid, Andrews, Andrew Painter. Andrew they Painter. drafted – the Phillies went – High school, high school, high school. And I was like, ooh, dang, they're going to run out of money. Maybe Andrew Painter makes it to campus. And then they drafted seven college seniors. And the college seniors have no bargaining chip. It's like, hey, you're going to accept the $250,000 signing bonus we give you, or you can go play in Japan or Korea or or in Mexico or the Caribbean. But if you want to play Major League Baseball, this is what you take. Um which allowed them to then overpay the other guys. So there's a way to manipulate maneuver it. But for the most part, if you know a guy wants 2.5 million to $2 million as a signing bonus, that's what he says he'll sign for. If you get down into the third round, you don't have 2 million to give that guy. So then you end up saying, Hey, he's not signable or he's going to be too hard to sign. You don't take him. 
So that happens every year, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing because Liam Peterson wanted to come to Florida and wanted to um, pitch in college that he probably gave a number that was higher than most teams were going to, to sign him for. Man, that's, that's good news for Florida. Oh yeah. (laughs) Wonderful news. Cause we put, we, we put like film on them when we had Hector on because we asked about him and just his stuff is filthy. Yeah. Absolutely filthy. And dude knows he's nice like that too. Like, you know, he knows, knows, he knows he's nice. He has a swagger. So you can tell when he, when he on his shit today, when his, when his stuff is going great, good luck. Yeah. 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 We had Pierce on last week and we asked him about it. He was, just nothing but praise. Basically, say he's one of the most mature freshmen he's ever been mm-hmm. around. So, well, Pierce is actually the last freshman to start on a weekend. Unfortunately, that was Pierce's only start. Yeah, he told us that um his last pitch is a two run home run he gave up, and he cannot wait to get his get back on that. <laughs> That's right. He struck out seven before that. <laughs> yeah, like he was. We can't erase that thing before that. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, dude, Pierce. Pierce is. I've been jokingly calling him the unicorn because we don't see him. Um, but like, Pierce is a six foot nine lefty who will throw 97, 98. Yeah. Like, Pierce is a Friday night starter that we just haven't been able to see. Um, back surgery, shoulder surgery. I'm sure, he talked to you guys, but like, when Pierce comes back, the one thing that I don't know if you guys talked to him about it or not, but like, Florida might get Pierce back next year because MLB teams might be like, Hey man, we need to see you be healthy for more than three months. Um, Cause by the time he comes back, it'll be March, April, June, July is, is the draft. So like MLB teams might be like, Hey, you, we're going to need to see it before we invest in you. And if Pierce is healthy and pitches to his potential, he's a like top 10 overall pick in the major league draft. So like I, we could end up in a situation where Pierce Capallo is back for Florida in 2025, which is wild. Here's one for you. Oh, Dan, shout out to Canada. Dan, are you still out there in, uh, yeah. Whistler? Yeah. And, and by the way, how's the Canadian beer? Because you're not going to sit here and fool, fool us and, and see him say you didn't drink it. Cause we know you got several oh, cases of most of his best life. Dan's on a Dan's on a boys ski trip. There's definitely alcohol flying. <laughs> like good Canadian Molson brew. <laughs> I, I'm putting it over under on how many times Dan crashed while skiing at. I'm gonna say five. Over under <laughs> at five. Those are having broken bones, bro. Look at that! What a Canadian! Oh, Canadian! My guy's got the branding already. <laughs> Make That's the merch. Hilarious. Make That's the cool. shirts, Dan. Put them online. You, gotta make, you have to make those shirts. You have to somehow make those shirts now. No, I definitely need that. There he is. <laughs> Facts. New Jesus age. Christ, we're praying, bro. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said y'all know my body. Don't, don't doubt my abilities. Elite skier over here. Mm. Yeah, um, we, we're, video or it didn't happen. <laughs> so then I always believe. I don't know about these naysayers, but I always believe, and I never let them, let them naysayers know, boy. <laughs> let them naysayers know. <laughs> they they back, number bro. one, Marcus. Um, do you really want to take Dan's side as much as he talks about Jacksonville? 
Uh, who doesn't talk about Jacksonville? Dang, that's dark. That's never dark, Marcus. Never mind. Never mind. That's, that's all we need to hear there. But um, another guy I wanted to ask about was Kobe Shelton because, you know, he transfers mm-hmm. in from Alabama at the end 25 home runs there. Is that story true that in the last scrimmage he hit a ball out, out of the earth? Like, yeah. Are we confirming that story? Yeah, I think it actually knocked out one of uh, Tesla's Starlink satellites. I mean, that thing was – Smoked. Oh he um he can hit man. It's a really really talented lefty bat. Um, I think I think Florida's infield is is going to be wild because like Jack Curlin, Shelton, um, and Dale Thomas over at third base. Like those are all guys who Jack should hit twenty home runs. Curlin is capable to hit twelve to twenty home runs. Shelton will hit twenty plus home runs. Dale can hit double digit home runs if he's given the at bats. Like. This is a Dale hit one 450 feet off of Ryan Slater um, a couple of scrimmages before that. So, like, it's a it's a infield that could put up 60, 70 home runs, which is wild. Um, the the one thing I will say, I, I did not think that Colby Shelton was a shortstop. I think he's going to be adequate there, but we all need to realize that we have been spoiled by Josh Rivera and like. Plays that Josh Rivera made aren't routine plays, and like the 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 plays that Josh would make that looked routine, like might not get made this year. And it doesn't mean that Colby Shelton sucks and he's terrible at defense. We were spoiled to have exceptional exceptional defense at shortstop. So like Shelton's come a long way defensively, but like he's not what Josh is, and and I. Maybe I'm maybe I'm like I have PTSD, but like I can already see people complaining about like Colby Shelton's defense. He's going to hit 25 home runs, um, and he's going to help Florida win games. And they'll get mad that like he didn't make the backhanded play in the grass turn and Derek Jeter the third to first, mm-hmm. just because we've gotten spoiled by watching like and even before Josh Rivera, Dalton Guthrie was nasty before him, Richie Martin was nasty before him. Like Florida's just had this string of elite defense. Um, and, hey, and I don't know that Florida's defense will be up to that standard this year. Hey, high school shortstops out there. If you want to be an elite shortstop, you know where to go. Yeah. But for me, I get the shortstop you. I get to continue <laughs> here for Josh Rivera since he was drafted by Cubs. Um, as of right now, oh, I hope that freedom anywhere for anybody. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> but, um, Hey, um, Oh, he will. But we were spoiled riding. Yeah. The plays he made, you're just looking, you're like, like you said, this is not normal. This play is not normal that he just made. It's like you got to you gotta rewind. Like, wait a minute. Did he really make this play? Like, you you, you really- just start, your perception starts changing because, like, that little yeah. dribbler up, that little dribbler that you have to – shortstop's playing back and the ball is just, like, jammed, dribbling towards short – and you have to come up, take it barehanded, throw it on the run. Like, I wouldn't even, like, watch the play finish. I'm like, oh, yeah, Josh made that. And, like, you start, like, go down your scorebook. You're like, that's an out. Like, you, you just get you get spoiled. So, it's like that the level of play that we started to think was just routine. If you turn on college baseball games around the country that aren't Florida, you're like, oh. I remember when I first started watching or covering Florida um, – I just got used to, I think my first year they won, or maybe 2015, 
they had the best fielding percentage in the country. And then I'd see like other teams come in and kick the ball around. I'm like, why do they stink? And I'm like, oh no, like I'm just lucky. Like Florida's just really good. Like this is a they put emphasis on it and they're really elite at this. So when I've told people I don't think Florida's defense is going to be as good this year, I don't mean they suck. I'm just saying, like, hey, the standard of Florida defense yeah. is here, and I don't know that they're at what we're used to, which is an elite defense across the country. Right. And I know you had some news on Ty Evans. So, like, what's going on with him? Dude, Ty had, a, I think, a sports hernia in the fall, so he missed all fall ball. Ooh. He comes back um, and, and then yeah. caught caught a pitch to the hand, had a hairline fracture in his right oh. hand. Oh, oh, left hand. Um, I pain, literally. I feel you. Yeah. Um, but Sully said two to three weeks, but he uh, took batting practice today. Uh, so not like hitting live off like a, a regular pitcher, but took batting practice today on the field. Um, looked to be fine. Um, he won't be ready for this opening weekend, but he should come back soon. And um, I don't know that anyone's ever had a better college world series than Ty Evans had. After just like driving the struggle bus 90 miles an hour for like the month leading into Omaha, shows up on the biggest stage and just refuses to do anything but hit home, home runs and doubles. Insane bounce back for Ty Evans. Yeah, he had a wild, and it's so hard. I was talking to somebody today, and I'm like, baseball is a crazy sport because if you fail 70 times out of 100, you're killing it at the plate. You're hitting 300. You're doing really well. So it's dealing with that failure. When you have extended failures, all of these guys, too, have always been the best player on any team at any level that they've ever played at. And you get here, and now you're finally facing some adversity. And not just like a bad weekend. It turns into a bad month. You get benched um, to then get thrown in on that stage and to have the success he did that shows you how mentally tough – he is, and some of these guys are. Yeah, baseball is funny like that, and it can also be the reverse. Take my beloved Major League Baseball team, for example. God, it hurts me to even talk about this. They hit everything moving the entire season. Then they get into the playoffs and forget how to work at the plate. Why oh, you had to bring that up, Mark? Well, who, the Braves? They're both Braves fans. Yeah. Ah, good. Love that. Love, love to see sad Braves fans. <laughs> Just for that, Acuna's going to hit for 500 on y'all this year. Just for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acuna's going to – he's going to kill tomorrow. I'll no, no, no. We, we, had a, we had a bunch of free agent pickups this year and made our team a lot better. Won't matter. He's still going to hit 500-foot home runs. But the Marlins didn't sign fishing. a single free agent or make a single trade. Not one. He's still That's going crazy. fishing. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I feel your pain. I literally bullied down here. High school man. That like that, that. Hit hand by pitch is not fun at all. And don't let it happen to you in cold weather where it's thirty degrees and the wind is blowing Ooh. at thirty degrees hour either. While you're trying to drop a bunt down. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't, drop, yeah. That, hold, hold, that, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Drop a what down? Bunt. Oh no, man! It's like you said, a little something different there. <laughs> yeah, let me go ahead and kick Marcus off the show. Um, Marcus, that's why if we ever take a Vegas trip and we lose our money, you're getting thrown into the wall. That reason right there. Why is, are you throwing the wall? 
you just that reason right there is why. <laughs> but um, See, I'm getting attacked for presenting a new idea and just simply telling him what he said on this show. That is not what I did. That is not what I said. But um, in his place, I read um, Liberty transfer Jalen Guy, and I've I've heard that him and Michael Robinson, the battle between those two, really at center field has been really close. Now we're going to see both of those guys out yeah. there this weekend, and clearly they're too fast to play out there. That's yeah, um, yeah, and Jalen Guy, in my opinion, is a better outfielder. Um, he's elite, an elite defensive center fielder. Um, with Ty Evans out, you'll get both of them. But like, it's baseball. Whoever hits, like they're whoever hits is going to play, and it doesn't matter. Like Tyler Shellnut is not an outfielder. He's an infielder. He's playing outfield because that's where Florida needs him to play. Um, and you'll take him not making every single play because he can hit 15 home runs. Like he might hit 300, 320 uh, and drive in 40 runs. And that's why he's in the lineup. So whoever hits between Jalen Guy and Michael Robertson will play. I think personally – um, I like Jalen Guy more in center field from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, seeing the highlights from him when he transferred in, is that I forgot which play it was when he was at Liberty, but I think he dove and caught the ball and then hosed someone at home plate. Yeah, he's got a good arm too. And I'm like, this is the guy that we got that transferred in. Get him on my field now. Like, if we're going to lose Wyatt Langford – um. I want that guy on my baseball field now. Mm -hmm. In my no, not a bad alternative whatsoever. <laughs> it's just we, we won't get 30 home runs out of him. But Hardy can hit too, though. I mean he's a 300 hitter last year at Liberty. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so like, like you said, whoever hits, but it's when you look at Michael Robinson, I can't look at him and not think about the play he made to get them to the college world series finals where he crash landed into the wall. But crazy catch. I mean, you, you, it's not a bad problem to have to have those two out there or to no, have to cover no. because if you start a lot of ground, yeah, if you start guy, you can bring Robertson in as a defensive replacement later or vice versa. So, look, looking at this team, um, I know we expect Florida to be good. I look, we looked at the schedule and there's a gauntlet. It's like a three-week gauntlet. I think they play Vanderbilt in Arkansas and then Tennessee back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I think Disgusting. I think it's at Arkansas, at LSU, back-to-back, back, which is brutal. Which LSU. is brutal. The schedule from hell. That's even worse. Yeah. The, 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 golden number, the golden number to win, and, and it happened last year, the golden number to win the SEC is 20 wins. Um, that doesn't mean you need to win – every single weekend series, but it means you're averaging two wins out of every three. There's 30 games. So it means going 20 and 10, 10 weekends when two win 20 games means you're winning on average two a weekend. That's the kind of been the magic number to win the sec. Um, it's going to be tough. I, I, I look at this Florida team and, uh, and we'll kind of, it kind of be like what we talked about with Florida uh, with football a little bit. I don't think this team is as good as the team last year. And I remember saying, you know, I had my, that Bart Simpson meme last year of um, I won't overhype the Gators. Cause I knew last year, like with everyone they had come back, like 
like Brandon Sproke came back. You get her some wall drip. You have you have all these guys. Florida has a bunch of guys, but they're going to rely on a lot of freshman pitching. Um, and that goes to what we were talking about with, with football was you're projecting. And if the guys, all of the guys live up to that hype, let me see. Was I right? Vandy, Ark. No, you were right. AB, yep. you were right. Bad. Two athletes on the road, three straight. Yeah, at Vandy, at Arkansas. Then I do. Tennessee, LSU. Yeah, LSU. LSU before. LSU, I think, is like the second SEC series. Yeah, yeah right there. A&M's A&M's is good. LSU is. Yeah, yeah. A&M's going to see. Man, SEC is going to be brutal. Yeah. They're uh, – yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it goes playing the SEC. It, um, it is fun, though, man. There's going to be a lot of really, really good games. Tennessee should be good. Arkansas is elite. LSU is elite. Vanderbilt's always very, very, very good to elite. Um, Texas A&M is going to be really good. Um, you're going to have to win. You have to win your home series. You have to win two out of three at home. Um, Georgia stinks. Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> Okay. It, it's it's crazy to me. Um, there there's obvious like powerhouses: California, Texas, Florida. You're playing year round. I was talking to somebody today who grew up in Massachusetts, and they were like, "Yeah, we had a three four month season." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." When I grew up, we had a fifty week season. <laughs> you you took like a week off to go to like summer camp, uh, but there is no off season for baseball in those states. And Georgia is one of those. Georgia has elite uh, little leagues, elite travel ball, um, elite high school baseball. And all those kids go to, (laughs) go to Vanderbilt, uh, go to Florida state, uh, go to LSU, go to Texas. Like it's, it's wild to me that Georgia isn't a dominant baseball program. They're they're literally a feeder state for everybody else, which is so crazy. Just just getting ransacked. Like they haven't been great. And it's like you look at the Florida's, the Florida States, the LSU's, the, the um Tennessee's now Tennessee now, Vanderbilt's, Arkansas is like if they're getting offered by those schools, like how how can they say no to them just to stay at Georgia? Well, Georgia's just a, Georgia's kind of like Florida, uh with like Florida Bright Futures. So in baseball you only get eleven point seven scholarships, and if you're on scholarship, you have to have at least a quarter scholarship. So nobody's on a full ride. Um, so that's why Florida is able to give 25%. But if you've got bright futures or if you've got Florida prepaid, that finishes stuff off. And even before NIL, there were guys in state that at Florida who were making money, you know, off of their grants and, and pr- Florida prepaid or Florida bright futures. And then whatever scholarship money they got, Georgia has like that, a similar program. In terms of like, you get a three zero, they'll give you seventy five percent scholarship um, that kids are just like not using because they're they're going out. But it, that's why it's so easy or easier for Florida schools to keep kids in state, um, even at and that's why FAU is usually good. That's why Stetson has you know we'll we'll throw a dude on a Tuesday night that's throwing ninety seven. You're like, where the hell did this guy come from, and why is he at Stetson? There's just so much talent in the state of Florida and money wise, it makes sense to stay in state and it should be the case in Georgia. It just isn't, which is probably why their coach Scott Strickland, not that Scott Strickland, different one uh, was relieved of his duties. 
Well, at least somebody fucking just got shredded. <laughs> somebody did it. Somebody pulled the trigger. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and I, they they got they having to be hit of themselves and Charlie Condon, but you know, I, I wish he would have entered the portal. But you know, hey, say in Georgia. Yeah, I mean that game, that series being that the last time Florida went to Georgia though, it did not go well. It did not go well. So um that that just tells you how tough it's gonna be with the SEC this year. And yeah. I, I think this year College World Series, half the teams are gonna be SEC teams in my opinion. Oh, this is so brutal. What would be funny is if it's eight teams, right? There's eight teams and like six of them are SEC teams. That would be the funniest thing to, to see. <laughs> at this point, somebody in the SEC is winning the national title. We just don't know who. But yeah, if you had to pick, well, Jack Caglione is not eligible for this category. No, we'll just throw him out. He's he's, uh, in his own. he's in his own. He's in his own category. Jack Tani. Um, somebody other than him, who would you say would be like the MVP? If they if they have the season we think they can have, um, maybe it'll be interesting. Uh, the guys I would put up for that would be Colby Shelton uh, or Luke Heyman. Um, Luke's made a really big, really big jump in terms of his defense. I didn't think he was a very good defensive catcher. Um, having Mike Rivera on staff is huge for them in terms of um, framing, calling. Um, blocking all the things you have to do as a catcher. And he's going to be one of your best bats. I think he might be a guy that hits four or five in the lineup. Um, he's going to be a dude, Colby Shelton, potential dude status. And then if you look at the pitching staff, it, I, I think my newcomer of the year pick would be Liam Peterson. Um, he might already be the best pitcher on the staff. So I think it's difficult to say, Hey, it might be a freshman. Uh, because a freshman high school seasons like 20, 25 games, uh, you'll play more than 20 games before you even get into the SEC schedule, um, getting into the heart of it. So you never know how freshmen will handle it. But uh, he's a mature kid and he's got the ability, he's got the stuff. Was that a car? I said, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I said, Luke, I'll go with Luke Heyman as, as my non Jack Connie. MVP pick. Yeah, because we already know Jack Tiny's gonna hit 40 home runs and win 20 games. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um he was on pace with all all timer records and all that. <laughs> he already shattered the home run record now. Can, can you break your own record at this point? Um but yeah, I, I actually like the Luke Heyman pick because I liked what I, I liked a lot what I saw from him last year when he when he got his opportunity to hit. I mean Moment wasn't too big for him. You he was just able to hit. So I like that pick. Marcus, do you did you have one? Marcus and Jerry. There are smart people because I was very much on that same wavelength. Luke Kamen? Yes, very much so. I I I'll go Kobe Shelton, man. I would say, you know, him being a sophomore, I think it's it'll be a great time for him to step up, play some ball. And do you know a, like, it's I his mean, draft eligible year too? He's a draft yeah, eligible yeah. sophomore. I mean, yeah. being draft eligible, it's time to get in your bag and perform. You know, I think with some guys leaving last year, they were key to a run where we were this close mm -hmm. to winning it, man. You know, 
step in and see if you can produce. And yeah, man, I'll say Kobe. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kate Curling. Mm. I think Kate Curling is gonna have a have a better season this year. He did last year, and he had a great season last year. But I just feel like defensively, I think he's gonna be much more improved. I think he's gonna hit more home runs this year than he did last year as well. And he's just that. Is if he's batting leadoff, that's the perfect guy you want to have batting leadoff because. He's not your typical leadoff hitter. He's got mm-hmm. like, you make a mistake, yeah. yeah um, ball's going 450 feet. So yeah, I mean, a- he was he led the team for batting average for most of the year. He he kind of fell off uh, a little bit, you know, talking about that, that freshman wall. But he had 17 home runs as a freshman. <laughs> 17 home runs as a freshman, uh, and a lot of those coming in in SEC play. Um, this team is going to strike out a lot. Yeah. But they're also going to hit a lot of home runs. But I, they're, I'm already preparing myself uh, for the the angry old timers being like, "This team needs to cut down on their strikeouts." And I'm like, "Listen, buddy, that's just that's just baseball now, it's, man. They don't care." Like, bro, they ran Ryan Howard like out of Major League Baseball because he was striking out 200 times a year. And yeah, now nobody it, in Major League Baseball cares about striking out 200. Ryan yeah, Howard was born literally 15 years too early. Exactly. He's one of those guys. Like, imagine watching the Yankees right now. They strike out God knows how many times. But when they get in yeah. contact on the baseball, it's out of there. Um, Yeah, I think uh, – listen, the plan was for Neely to, to be a starter. And he's going to have people in his ear. Um, telling him he needs to because it's his draft year. Uh, and I think Kevin O'Sullivan pointed to Dane Dunning, who just won a World Series and uh, was drafted in the top 10 rounds, and pointed to Sean Anderson, who was a reliever at Florida and was drafted, and pointed to Michael Byrne, who has the school record for saves and was drafted as a starter. Um, I would tip my cap to Brandon. I'm sure he wasn't happy with it, but has embraced you know at the beginning but has embraced the role. It's a selfless move. Like you're, you're a starting pitcher when you're drafted in July, you're going to be drafted to be a starting pitcher. Uh, And what you're doing, not Mm -hmm. just this year, but last year as well um, is giving of yourself for the team. Like you are a starter. Brandon Neely could have transferred. He could be Tennessee's Friday night starter. He could be Ole Miss's Friday night starter, Mississippi state's Friday night starter. Uh, and instead, he chose to stay at Florida without, you know, a guarantee, and and he'll he'll be closing games for the Gators. And I think it's uh, that's we're seeing less of we're seeing less of that. We're seeing a lot of mm, I, I would like a guarantee, and if not, I can go somewhere else, and they'll guarantee me, and the grass is greener. Or you know, he could have went to UCF where they have like eight former Gators on their team right now. Yeah, the UCF uh, Junior Gators. Yeah, right, I mean, baby Gators. So which baby one? Gators, which yeah. I forgot which one is going to be the Saturday starter. Who was it? Tyler Nesbitt. Tyler, yeah, Tyler Nesbitt. Oh, Nesbitt. Oh, he said you said he's going to be that Saturday night starter. That Saturday starter, and I'm like, I was like, damn, how many Florida guys do they? How many UF guys do they have? And I kind of like six. six. Yeah, I kind of like six of them. Saw so Carson Finnbold. You know, yeah, Corey Robinson, Chase Santala, Matt Prevesk. And five, they have five, and they got three of them from, from this year. Carson, 
going to remember for that start he had. Nobody expected him to do what he did. I was oh, the one start he has at Florida. I'm never going to forget about it. Legendary, a complete game in relief <laughs> against uh, who was well, it? Against I seen Oklahoma. him pitch that ball that day. Complete yeah, game in relief, not not breaking 85. Wait, Marcus, say that again. When I see him pitch that ball. Marcus, please, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It was was all time time again. I never expected anything out of him. I was like, please just survive. Please just get out of this. He's going and going and the the ball isn't really going all that hard. It's not coming out of his hand with that much pop, but it's getting there. He's not throwing hard at all, but I honestly think that's what made him difficult to hit. You're yeah, used to it's not 90- what you've seen the whole year, yeah. Yeah, you're seeing 97, 98, and then you're getting a guy that's topping out of like 85, 86. And oh, by the way, he has a really good changeup. <laughs> and like, 68 mile an hour curveballs at you. He's like, you can't figure it out. And it was just that was a legendary before I, I just could not believe when I saw that game. But it's hey. like he it's like he got out there on the mountain turning to Zach Grinky. <laughs> yeah. Zach Grinky still pitching after like 25 years. That's crazy. Um but yeah, um Jerry Marks, y'all had any more questions for Nick? Any basketball included because Nick, we know Nick loves his basketball as well. Oh, I got I gotta ask one. Yeah, I'm what the hell happened in that LSU game? LSU, bro, I didn't even watch the LSU game. That the basketball is Zach's sport. Listen, I took, I took one week of vacation. I took January off. Oh, I got you. I'm about to, I'm about to have sixty-two games the next ninety-five days. Basketball, oh, Zach's yeah. round. It's so weird because like they won the game and all that, which is great, but the ending was so hilarious. Like we had a big little game. All of a sudden, they tie it with like 40 some odd seconds left. We get some insane, stupid steal to get the lead back. It's a free throw game, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, they have a chance to win at the end. Zion Pullen gets sent to the fifth dimension of hell <laughs> somehow, some way. They get an open look at the basket, point blank, but he just short arms it. Just barely grazes the rim. There was nobody around him, and we escape. Look, sometimes you have to win. Ugly. They're 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 learning how to win ugly. They yeah. are, yeah. Because the one thing I said about them was, you know, it's going to look wonky in the beginning. You have to give them time to gel because it's mostly a new team. Now we're starting to see the chemistry. Now we're starting to see them gel. You want to have these close games that's going to prepare you for um, SEC and the NCAA tournament. But you're starting to see them kind of. Start to put it all together. Start to jail more. So we just need to be we 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 got we got that team in in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, with that coach that shall remain nameless that will not come out of my mouth. That name will not come out of my mouth anymore. And we better not lose to him. Hey man. Uh, all I know is I just need them to not do the whole routine of dominate the vast majority of the game. You play great basketball and all of a sudden with like 40 seconds left, you're holding off with your life. 
Oh, you mean last time they played the set team I was, I was just talking about? That was – I was spooked out, bro. Losing losing to White Mike at home, bro. What? <laughs> White Mike is crazy. <laughs> Look, man, it would have been insane. Like, I feel like Twitter would have freaking passed out. All the narratives and agendas would have been sick. So, but as long as we're winning, everybody's silent. Bro, I, I took a nap. I just I fell asleep watching the game because I was like, okay, we got it. I can you know catch up on my sleep. I wake up it's overtime. I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? What happened? No, this is what's funny. We had again, we had Hector on the show a couple weeks ago, and this is before they played Kentucky on the road and A and M on the road. So we asked around around table. We we asked. The, the, does anybody on here give this team any shot whatsoever to beat Kentucky on the road? We literally all said just win Saturday. Lo and behold, the complete opposite happened. You can't we, make it up. We're arena where it's five on eight because you know the stripes are going to get involved. We squeak out a win there, and then we lose on the road at AM by one point, in which I felt it was a blatant screw job because how does one team have 20 free throw attempts to two? In a single half, I don't understand that one. But the complete opposite happened. That's that's what made that whole thing funny. And I almost wanted to clip that part of the episode just just for everybody to see how wrong we were. Got the got the game prediction right, but mm-hmm. the, the team beat. <laughs> God likes weird like that, isn't it? I I just need us to beat to beat Georgia. On Saturday, and maybe finally the top twenty-five will give us the respect we deserve. I'm cool. It don't matter as long as we're in the field. I am yeah. cool. Just get to the yeah. tournament and win games. That's it. Yeah, I'm chilling. Just get in the field, yeah. win the games you're supposed to, win these type of games on the road. All that stuff is cool. Man, just get in the damn field. Yeah. And also, Nick, does the base? Do you think the baseball team gets the sweep this weekend against St. John's? Yeah, I think so, but I also don't know that we're gonna get all three games in. Um, it's like oh it's like a hundred percent chance of rain Saturday. It's supposed to rain all day, and yeah. um, I don't think yeah. they're gonna do double headers because it's early. And you don't want to risk someone getting injured by trying to squeeze in a double header during a rain rainstorm. Yeah, I just that the weather for and it's supposed to rain Sunday as well. Yeah, and then Sunday you would have to finish the game by a certain time because they got to travel. Yeah, see, see, that's the thing. Um, so we well, we may not we may not get every game, but it's nice to see baseball finally back tomorrow. I'm gonna be tuned in to the SEC Network. So, um, nobody has any more questions, Nick. It was great actually having you back on the show. He wasn't as negative, people, as he normally is. Like y'all say, he is. Flipping my hats back and forth, positive Nick, negative Nick. Jerry was a good influence on me for my positive. Man, I'm telling you, I'm more positive now, bro. I used to be yeah. terrible. I'm more positive now. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry's over here like Chuck. I used to be terrible. Look, I got us going possibly like six and six next year. I'm doing good. You literally said seven and five earlier, and now you, I mean. I said, I said Nico's name. He goes, oh, damn, that's a loss. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's an L, bro. <laughs> hey, dude's nice. It is at Tennessee, too. So, um, 
Six and six. We just look. Win, so win I can, four games. I can see win two games. Jerry, Jerry, I can see us being the low men once again, AD being higher, and the exact same prediction predictably happening. AB, AB said we were going seven and zero last year to start the season. By the way, well, I remember. I remember I came on here preseason last year, and as I was like talking, I just like see the life drain from Anthony's face. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> he's trying so hard to talk himself into a couple of those wins. And it's like he was like talking oh. himself into it, and I, and I was just like laying out my thought process on what I thought was going to happen. He was just like, yeah, oh man, I guess that, that's how he was. I, I tried. It's almost like he was like sinking lower and lower as I like kept talking. He was like LeBron looking at Kawhi come back in the game. <laughs> How dare you, Miami Heat legend LeBron James? Oh I my love, god, I love that. I love that LeBron with all my heart, especially 2013. That's LeBron we ever saw. I mean, let's be honest. LeBron loves playing in the garden LeBron too. LeBron. Shout out to Jerry. I freaking hate. Oh my god, this man loves, loves playing in the garden. He ruined my childhood. Him and him and Jimmy Butler single-handedly have like taking years off my life, bro. Jimmy Butler is currently buried in the old parquet floor. Jimmy Butler has single-handedly sent Jerry into a. Jerry had to go to a mental institution last year after we beat them. No, it wasn't Jimmy. It well, honestly, it was Caleb Martin. I'm like, bro, like, what is happening? That's not who you want to send you into the shadow room. You can accept no, Jimmy Butler sending you into the shadow room. When it's Caleb Martin stealing yeah. your lunch, tough <laughs> to swallow. That's what Jimmy Butler gets paid to do. At least that's what we expect him to do is to try to take your lunch. Bam, yeah, too. But Caleb Martin you accept like it? a Duncan Robinson dagger three. You're like, all right, I get it. That's what he does. Yeah. That's what yeah. he does. Nick, Caleb hold on. Martin. He played him in the playoffs again this year. You know who's going to be this time? Former Celtic Terry Rozier. I see. I can't even get behind the scary Terry. Like I'm so anti Celtics, I can't even like get behind the scary Terry in black and red. He, he's I'm probably gonna be a better player for us because of the culture. I, I fully, I fully approve. I fully approve y'all having Terry Rozier. You could take those bad shots down the stretch. I, he loves. Hey, Terry's got that that Kenny Boynton conscience, which is not. Oh my god! We're just. You're just like, wait, did. Did Terry just shoot pregame Dog. from 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 the parking lot? Like, yeah, no, he was holding his Louis bag too, just a one-handed Dog. shot. <laughs> no, it's not gonna go well unless we're playing the Celtics. Then all of a sudden, you're gonna see he's like ten for fourteen, like thirty-five points. Oh, Maybe. as always, Heat and three. When the Heat play the Celtics, Heat and three <laughs> with like seven threes. And I'm, and I'm just gonna see the look on Jerry's. You should have saw Jerry in our group text. When we went up 3-0 in the series before we nearly hey, fumbled. Man. This man was so – tried to fumble the bag. Really tried to fumble the bag. So fumble the bag. They did everything they possibly could. They even got Scott Foster in town to ref the game. Him and I, Tony. I thought, it, I thought the fix was in. We beat I, Scott I, I, Foster I, I, and I, the Celtics. I thought the fix was in as well, but, you know, we pretty much made every shot possible to the point where he couldn't get involved. All yeah, Scott. Was Scott was in shambles, crying himself to sleep in his South Beach locker in his South Beach hotel. <laughs> Did everything I could to get the seeds to the finals. Did everything I could, but look, look. My thing is the reason why I'm confident in Boston this year is because we have the best white player on the court this year. It won't be won't be nobody on your team. It, we got the best white man on the court, buddy. Finally, really. really? You, you, yeah. you sure you want to tell Duncan Robinson that? 
Yes. You telling me Duncan Robinson's better than Port? I'm about to get off of here. I'm about to get off of here. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. How many times has Duncan Robinson cooked Boston before he realizes that um Duncan's actually good? Porzingis is better. That's just that's all it yeah. is, bro. It's okay. He's, he's not uh, wrong. Good. Playoffs are gonna come. Backside's gonna get tight. We gotta get out of here before we get we get Jerry going. We haven't even gotten to the All Star game. Let's let's get to Saturday. Let's get to the the Rise of Star challenges at least. Tune in to the dunk contest because Jaime Hawkins Jr. will be a part of it. I fully expect him to win that. I fully expect Mexican Jimmy wins the dunk contest. Fully expect it. You know what? I take that. I take it back, Nick. That might be the next Celtics killer right there. Jaime Hawkins Jr. Also, I don't even think it might be. I think he probably will be. Just yeah, I think, yeah. that's going to be the next Celtics killer. <laughs> you heard about up on nitroglycerin pills, my brother. You, you heard is already after the game against Milwaukee. The Miami keeps drafting these guys like Jovich and Hawkins in the twenties. It pissed me off. How does he keep? How do they keep doing this? It's Look, terrible, bro. Like these boys are freaking. We know so how fundamentally to sound. We we send Nick we send Nick all over the world, all over the country to evaluate these guys because because he's he's got he's got an end with Pat Riley. So we send him around. He gets back to Pat, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're we're drafting guys at number eighteen, number twenty seven, and they come out and they drop twenty five on your head. So. I mean that's that's just what we do. But, um, heat culture. Yeah, heat culture. And um, R.I.P. Bill Russell, by the way. That's so nasty, Jerry. What you, you know what, that? Y'all y'all ain't beating y'all ain't beating us with that. What Udonis has him said. Screw him. I don't care if he's a Gator or whatever. Oh my God, <laughs> Jerry, it's okay, it's bro. It's okay. He, it's gonna be all right. he apologized to the family. He did not mean it that way. Did you just throw up a middle finger? No, my finger's hurting. Sorry. He threw up a middle finger. No, he, he didn't throw a middle finger. He was stretching it out. He was trying to get the feeling back in it. <laughs> but, um, well, that's, yeah. ne- that's negative Jerry. Jerry would never say that to UD's face. Yeah, he's a good Christian boy. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't saying that to UD's face. That no, hey, hey, man. You ever heard of Jesus Christ, bro? Hey, hey Mr. Haslam, can I have a picture, please? That's facts all day long. <laughs> no, no, he's gonna do that. All of a sudden, he's gonna see a Celtic bracelet or some kind of green in his shirt. The UDD is gonna be like, "No, I guarantee you're a Celtics fan." So no, no, we're not doing this. You wouldn't know, man. You wouldn't. Know, right? Oh, he's gonna know because I tell him. Bob Cousy would be very sad. What would Dave Cowens think? What would Larry Bird think? Kevin what would McHale. Ty think? Kevin McHale. Robert Parrish. Dang, bro. We stumped. Hey, man, Casey Jones. We stumped, bro. I just I can't do this. <laughs> but, yeah, Nick, it was great having you on. Let everybody know where they can follow you and read your stuff. And no, Hopefully no burner accounts included. I got no. I have no burner accounts. It's at Delatory on uh, Twitter, X, whatever. Screw it. Elon's got a bunch of money. It's still Twitter. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you can read everything I write over at Gators Online. Check out, check out boy stuff, man. Yeah, and, and and be on the lookout for his next recruiting prediction machine pick because um, bro, I got a good. Other than Cormani, I'm I'm cash. I think everybody missed on Cormani. Yes, everybody missed on. I know you. I know you guys have one ready. 
right for staying together, I had one ready as well. Yep. I literally, I hate to bring this up. I was in LA when this happened too. Of course you were. Ready to post. I had it. I just ready to just publish it right there. And he picks Miami. And I'm like, it's LA Ant. And, and he picks Miami. I was like, bro, I got to scrap this entire story that I busted my ass writing. All because he decided to go rogue on everybody. Hey, it would it wouldn't be the first or the last. So mine was a video of them making comments about him picking Florida. Yeah, that happens a lot. Like, think about that. They had to scrap that video. And, and I feel bad for Nick on these message boards. Like, he first of all, he gets killed on. I don't it's know. Crazy. Why. Like, where's the Nick? The Nick hate is crazy, bro. I don't get it. Shout out to to you guys. I do get hate. I get a lot of love, though. I like reading. I'm like, what? Where is this coming from? (laughs) Although Nick nearly pulled out the cat calls on me because I said we had Pierce on the show last week. Drop the the link. You've been holding out on us. Bro, I'm telling you. I'm like, yo, promote your show. Drop the show in here. I'm telling you. I'm like, yo, get get some more views. Holding out on us, holding out on yourself for sure. For sure, and it's true. I would make sure to drop the show on this episode on there whenever we put it out, which should be tomorrow. I will make sure to drop the show on there. Make sure y'all tune. Hey, I I put the plug in tonight. Hey, hey, make sure y'all tune in because we're gonna have Nick on somebody uh, every week, like the sarcastic yay. I'm like, all right. I'm scared to y'all do this. Just here to push my negative agenda. <laughs> yeah. Bro, yeah. on there are freaking wild. Bro, I said I'm here to push my negative agenda, and Jerry just goes, King. There you go. King. Stand on business, Nick. Stand on business, bro. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was definitely great having you on, man. We get definitely got to get you back on. During the baseball season, I might be in town actually when for the spring game and when baseball oh. in South Carolina. So you may or may not see me. You may see me there. You you should see. You might see all three of us there. We we're still trying to get Marcus to go. He's only an hour. I don't know why. I don't know why he's playing around right now about going. What the personal attack. You're an hour away. You keep saying you don't know if you're going because you don't know what what life's gonna lead you. You know, like you he kind of every time he's late. I might have got lost in the path of life. I don't know. Yeah, he's just—he's just a leaf in the breeze. Wherever the breeze takes him, we're vibing. I don't know. Maybe the breeze takes him north. Maybe he's in Atlanta at Magic City, enjoying some lemon lemon pepper wings. Exactly. He's not no idea where he'll be. This is Marcus we're talking about. He's not at Magic City enjoying the wings. We're not. We're not gonna let him get away with that. Well, Every man goes to Magic City for the wings. Maybe a breast, you know. We gotta get this coming in. This is our number okay. one guy on here. J-, J Money, number one guy on here. Money. Yeah, we love J Money. That, that's our guy. But um, yeah, maybe that breeze takes him out west of California. I don't know about that, but you don't know. LA vibes. Miracles happen. Yeah, yeah, they, they got on to me because I kept posting clips. <laughs> they, they got on to me. I don't know why. I couldn't even do that without getting just raked through the coals. 
Did, did you say you had to establish the run early on that? No, I did not. He is literally a bot. You you are a bot, bro. You are a bot, bro. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't post. I can't post city views of a city I had never been in and never experienced without getting killed for it. Because you recycle the same videos. It was not the same videos. I took hundreds of pictures and videos. Yeah, and you use only about three of them. I took a bunch of them. But I do, but Nick, you said you've never been. I do recommend going out there. I need to. Well, hey. I got no time. To, I got no time now. I'm busy every when, weekend filled till June. When baseball Jeez. is wife out there, and th- th- just make sure y'all don't go house hunting. I was hacked. I was hacked. No, you were not. I promise you, I was hacked. You were not brother. hacked, brother. Those are your thoughts. Those are your opinions. Those are your views on your page. So this is how you know I was hacked. They put me in Twitter jail for a week. Because you keep tweeting the same thing. No, that's not why. I would. I, I'll tell you why off air, Marcus. <laughs> I'll tell you why. But um, every everybody else, let's let let everybody know where they can follow you. Burner accounts included. If you don't have any final thoughts, Jerry, your burner account included. I am breezy. I, I have my burner account, so you know it's me. Jay Breezy I, I is my regular account. Uh, Jay Lamar underscore I, I is my Instagram if y'all want to see what I be doing on a daily basis. <laughs> you know about me. Marcus Davis, Nueve Celo Cuatro. That's my bane. Jesus. And my burner account is. If we get thrown off the internet, that's why. But, um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at AceWade1 on Instagram, Ace underscore Wade1. Please go follow me on there because y'all know y'all do anyway. But um, you can follow the podcast account on Twitter at Inside Swamp, on Instagram, Inside underscore Florida Athletics, and on Twitch and TikTok, Inside Swamp. Well, we're going to do more content on those on there as well. But, um, Jerry and Marcus got the <laughs> Oh my god. Hey man, you never know. No, my, my, my burner account is sort of well one time I did almost get freaking cooked because I actually posed as Nick and I posted something. Oh. Remember that? That was bad, bro. He did that. Yeah, that was bad. He also was it you that posed as the rivals transfer portal account? Bro, rivals and- Mike blocked me, dog. <laughs> They put that technology uh, degree to use. He said Anthony Richardson entered the portal and was looking at Georgia. <laughs> Little did he know that would actually somewhat come true a couple years later when ETN entered the Marcus, portal and went to Georgia. Marcus, Marcus, please. Jerry is diabolical. He will do if you see that, if you see something like that and it's outlandish, you know it's Jerry posing Jerry, that. Jerry's a terrorist when it comes to this stuff. I don't know, man. I'm retired. Jerry's Jerry's reformed. Master's degree in trollology. That's what his birth is. Bro, Jack I retired. That, you were retired. Yeah. Like, like Michael Jordan. He's he's playing Jordan. a little spring training ball now. He's going to realize that he hits 215, uh, and he'll be back. Back in that 4-5. One more in. Press release that says, I'm back is going to hit different. It'll be at Jay, it'll be at Jay Breezy 4-5, back in the troll game like Jordan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nick, he's gonna do that if we beat Georgia this year. 
if we somehow beat Georgia, that's when he's going to do that. All right, so Jerry, uh, enjoy your retirement. Uh, <laughs> enjoy enjoy uh, Trilogy Cancun. Yeah, yeah man, I'm yeah. hanging out chilling. I'm, I'm oh, retired, Mark bro. Mark the Dolphins win a Super Bowl. Dude, he's, oh, my God. He's going to be back. Also, he again. Might be back. He might be back. Oh, oh, no, that can happen, but we can't beat Jordan. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I guess it's wrong, man. But, um, yeah. yeah, we appreciate y'all for um, joining us tonight. And no, um, J-Money, we did not talk about Magic City. We only talked about the wings. That's it. That's yeah, it. Let's talk about the, the, the wings, Lemon Pepper specifically. You know, well, maybe me, a tie here and there. If they I'm hungry, bro. I'm, I'm starving. Well, me, Lemon Pepper Lou. Yes, sir. Me, me, Nick, and Jerry were talking about the wings. Marcus was on some other stuff. I don't know what he was talking about. You know, Marcus, wings right now are a very sore subject considering one of my my close personal mutuals, one of my close colleagues over at Russell Pierce decided to become the main character of Twitter by posting a picture of his wings. Damn. Mm. But real quick, before we get off to Nick, I need you to DM Marcus about a spot in Jacksonville that is diabolical. He's and he's gonna send you the menu. You're going to get a kick out of this, Nick. You're going to get a kick okay. out of this. It's, it's extremely, it is extremely funny. I will say that much. <laughs> yeah, okay, y'all. We appreciate y'all for joining us. We are gonna leave y'all as we always do. God bless y'all. Go Gators. Y'all stay safe. Take care of your loved ones. Tell them you love them every day. Take care of your mentals. Take care of your chicken. Like my brother Marshawn Lynch used to say all the time. Know what that means? You know what it means. Sure. Wash your faces. Wash your hands, Marcus. <clears throat> with soap, with very warm water, with a loofah, with a washcloth, whatever the hell it is that you use. Hell, even your hands if you need to. Wash your dirty, stinking, nasty asses, and wear socks and shoes, closed-toed shoes, preferably. In the movie theater, in any and all public settings. This is a special message from management. God bless y'all. Have a nice night. And also, men with beards, which is all four of us, use beard oil. You already know. You already know. Use the beard oil. Use the beard oil, bro. Invest in it. I think I commented on Stanley Miguel told Nick to invest in it. Hmm. It was either Nick or still one of those two to invest in. It's it's a necessity, bro. It very well it definitely is. <laughs> but um, we appreciate you, Nick, for joining us. We'll definitely have you back on. And remember, and Marcus, you gotta send him that. You gotta send them that that menu, man. Watch out. <laughs> no, y'all have a great night. God bless y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir.